welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hogue. Hey guys, thanks for joining me for a new video. Today, I'm sitting down with Melvin from Just Tech Brand Protection, and he's got five ways to help us with our intellectual property needs for our print-on-demand business. And he's got over a decade experience. So Melvin, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Ryan. Really appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. So do you mind uh, just kind of sharing briefly the backstory of why you started Just Tech Brand Protection, where you got your start and all that stuff? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, so I'm um, an admitted attorney back in South Africa. Um, I qualified as an attorney back in 2011. And um, in 2018, I opened this company, um, Justic Brand Protection. Uh, now, what Justic Brand Protection does is we obviously assist online businesses with intellectual property issues. Um, and we initially marketed our business on the platform known as Upwork. Um, if you look up our Upwork profile, you'll be able to see that we've got over 300 projects that we've completed and we've got hundreds of five-star reviews. So yeah, that's effectively what we do. We assist with online intellectual property issues and yeah, we'll get into more detail on that. That's great. Yeah. I love that, you know, <laughs> always got to vet everybody before I have them on, make sure that they, uh, you know, are an authority in their space. So I do appreciate that. That's something that I was able to verify on my end. Um, so it seems like you do great work and you gave me five ways that you can help my print on demand business. And basically, you know, everybody that watches my channel, I think it's fair to say has dabbled with print on demand. Now I wanted to just briefly mention to everybody watching, whether you're a beginner or intermediate or even expert level, like depending on how long you've been going at it, you may have run into one of, if not more of the ways that Melvin, I, I basically have a list of five things that I'm going to share, but of ways that you can help with, um, you know, our print on demand businesses. And again, the IP, the intellectual property related, uh, potential, problems and solutions, of course. So I wanted to just kind of briefly walk through and give you a chance to elaborate on um, some of these services you offer, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. Go for it. So uh, number one, you talked about that you can assist in filing both uh, copyright and trademark applications to protect our intellectual property. So let's start with not a problem, but a way of kind of uh, taking action, maybe in a defensive way uh, to protect ourselves. Yeah, so this would be effectively an you know an IP mitigation strategy uh, or an IP infringement mitigation in uh, strategy. So ideally, what you want to do is you want to have a record of your uh, intellectual property rights. Now, with uh, copyright protection, you know we do filings at the United States Copyright Office um, in order to protect any original content that you might have created, especially for print on demand sellers. If they have their own original artwork that needs to be protected, uh, we can assist with filing those applications. Also, from a trademark perspective, if you're a new seller, it always helps if you're going to be selling under a brand um, that you actually register your trademark uh, at, the, um, at the United States Patents and Trademarks Office. Um, now, one of the big issues that people have is that they believe that doing either of these filings is easy because the paperwork looks simple. But after you file the application, you still have to go through the process with examiners and office actions and you know all types of things and you know we're able to effectively assist in making sure that those issues that you might face after filing the application um, are reduced as much, much as possible um, especially with the trademark side we do all the conflict checks to make sure that there isn't another brand um, at the USPTO that is selling under the same brand um, and effectively making sure that your brand meets the minimum legal requirements for registration so it's not too descriptive um, you're not using any names in your brand and and other things of of that nature. 
Great. Yeah. And I, for, for most people who aren't as fortunate as I am to have uh, multiple lawyers in their immediate family uh, that they can ask for help with that stuff. Cause I did do that uh, the last time I needed a new brand trademarked. Uh, basically that was like my birthday present. So if you don't, if you don't have that, uh, if you're not lucky, like I am, you can definitely uh, look to Melvin for help with that. And to piggyback on what you just said, uh, you also offer, this is going to be huge for my audience, by the way, you offer monitoring basically to protect against infringement for our own, um, does in, in the case of print on demand, it'll be like designs and, you know, that's, that's typically the intellectual property that I think most people would be looking to, um, have help with defending, you know, designing t-shirts and whatnot. Yeah. So, you know, one of the main issues that you find, especially as your store starts to gain uh, popularity, you start to find that you're selling hundreds of a specific design, you will see that it will start to pop up in different forums. So you'll start to see it on Amazon. You'll start to see it maybe on Walmart. Um, and it might not necessarily be just for, for T-shirts or, or mugs or whatever you may be selling. They might be just selling it on canvases or something like that. So what we do is we effectively mo monitor up to 100 links um, and or 100 pieces of artwork to make sure that whenever that content pops up, on a store that is not affiliated with you or your company, we automatically send the DMC complaints, but we also send the notice to cease and desist. And we find that that's extremely valuable in the sense that it demonstrates one, that you're, you're not a small time seller, that you do take your intellectual property protection very seriously, and that you have somebody who's able to actually sue and, and effectively enforce your, um, uh, your IP online. Um, it also provides context. So one of the other issues that we have is that when you don't send a notice to cease and desist, if you just send a DMCA complaint, oftentimes people don't even realize why it is you're taking their content down. You know, some people, it might just be an error. They might just have thought that that work is in the public domain or it might have been free to use, or they may have even licensed it, not knowing that it was actually, um, uh, it actually belonged to somebody else. So it's a very important process. It's also like a cancer. If you don't take care of it, immediately and early on, it just proliferates and it becomes worse and worse and worse. So we help to take that uh, pressure off of you. Um, instead of doing that yourself, you can save, you know, dozens of hours every week uh, without solution. That's awesome. And you mentioned you have a team of people that help you with that, right? Yeah, yeah. So we have, so our people, that's all they do every day. Um, they just spend all their time conducting the searches, drafting notices to cease and the notices to cease and desist, drafting um, uh, complaints, um, including DMC complaints, and also trademark infringement complaints. If you have a registered trademark, uh, we can assist you with that. And if you find it being used online. Yeah, that's amazing. So that's, that's great to know too, because I was wondering how it was possible. I didn't know if you had some crazy AI solution, but I imagine those would still be flawed. So I love that, you know, you went out of your way and like hired the right people to help you do that. So that's good to know. Um, yeah. On that note, you know, AI solutions sometimes, you know, it's not an ideal solution. Um, as we've seen, um, there is a lot of gaps and a lot of errors that are made. So you still need that human touch um, in order to really um, nail the message home that this is, um, this is, um, you know, you're not to be trifled with. For sure. And, you, and I love that too. It's like, we're official, you know what I mean? We're coming in, not just with doing the minimum, we're doing a little bit over the top too, to scare people straight. Exactly. So you mentioned, exactly. this is what really got me intrigued. You mentioned that you've got experience with getting seller accounts reinstated. Now you, we talked offline because I definitely like kind of grilled you on this one because I wanted to be like, do you have like a way, do you, do you know like the CEO of Etsy or something? And do you mind just elaborating so you can help with accounts reinstated on like Amazon, Etsy and some other platforms? 
Yeah, yeah. So effectively, you know, what we can do if you find that your account is suspended and if it's part of litigation that is actually ongoing um, and your store was taken down as, as a result of a temporary restraining order or a preliminary injunction that might have actually been um, obtained against you without you even knowing about it, uh, we can actually step in, investigate your case, find out which firm um, filed the complaint against you, who was the complainant, uh, and we can actually then go ahead and start the negotiation process in order to have them uh, withdraw that complaint, usually by securing some sort of monetary settlement. And once that's done, um, Amazon, Etsy, Walmart, whichever stores may have taken on, uh, suspended your, whichever uh, marketplaces which may have suspended your stores, we can effectively get them to reinstate it for you on the basis of the withdrawal um, uh, of that complaint. Um, so yeah, so that's effectively what we do. Um, uh, unfortunately, I do not know the the CEO of Etsy. I wish I did, um, but uh, but yeah, that that is that is something that we can do, and we've had a lot of success um, uh, in having accounts reinstated on that basis. Got you. So yeah, so unfortunately, uh, you don't know anybody in the inside because that's one of those things. I'm still waiting to meet somebody who does. <laughs> but um, you even know, my girlfriend, if, man, if I... she's wondering the same thing. She asked me this morning. I'm not even kidding because she just opened a new Etsy shop and she's dealing with uh, like they seem to suspend like using automation like every new shop attempt. No matter I don't know about no matter what, but in a lot of cases, and then you can typically reach out to support, get it open. Get she's like, let somebody know somebody at Etsy by now. <laughs> so I, I wish we did. And to be honest with you, I think that what she's saying has some validity because, and this is just anecdotal, but my wife also tried doing it as well, and she did it, and they automatically suspended her store automatically. So you got to go through the whole pre appeal process before you even start on Etsy. But you know, I can't really speak to to what's going on uh, internally at the moment. Yeah, that's under. Uh, I get it. I mean, it sucks that it is what it is. But so number uh, four that you can help us with is settling claims when we are on the receiving side of a you know copyright or trademark or IP infringement you know report, which I've been on the receiving end of. Uh, I've been doing this since twenty. I started late twenty sixteen, early twenty seventeen. So I've been on the receiving end of a couple where I deserved it, and I've been on the receiving end of vast majority where I do not deserve it. But people are like abusing these mechanisms. Because they know they can, they can get their competitors taken off in a hot niche and they'll be the only people selling in it. You know what I mean? These, these things are ripe for abuse. So you're saying you can help with that. Yeah. So, you know, obviously uh, we submit the counter notices. We explain that, you know, um, this may have been sent in error. Now, just because you might have used somebody else's work without their permission does not automatically make you guilty. Okay, there's a number of ways in which we could potentially uh, resolve a trademark or a copyright infringement complaint. Um, as with copyright infringement complaints, sometimes there might be a defect in the notice. In fact, very often there are defects in the notice. Uh, sometimes people are trying to enforce copyrights over works that they don't even own. Um, that actually happens more often than you might realize in the sense that people will um, buy something, buy the license. Uh, believing that they are the owners of a, a piece of artwork, try to enforce it only to find out that actually they do not own it. Um, so yeah, so we obviously submit the counter notices. And um, in terms of the law, a store actually has to reinstate your store after 10 to 14 days um, if the party that raised the complaint uh, didn't uh, or did not actually uh, file a, a court case against you. Uh, and that's in terms of section 502 of the Copyright Act. Um, with trademark notices, it does get a bit tricky, but what we do find is that a lot of trademark notices are actually just filed erroneously. So sometimes people just file the incorrect form. 
And in those cases, you can actually uh, contact the person to advise them that that is technically speaking a manipulation of the systems in order to create a competitive advantage as Ryan actually said. And uh, some of my clients have actually been on the receiving end of that where instead of filing a DMCA complaint, they filed a trademark infringement complaint, which are two different things. And then they find themselves on the receiving end of litigation, um, suing them for unfair business practices. So there are a number of technical ways that we can effectively get um, respond to these notices. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that we have you to like outsource this too, because it's not, uh, it was never on my to-do list to dive into the the legal side of any of this. So I appreciate that. No, of course, man. Glad, glad to help you with that. Yeah. And then number five um, is you can really kind of help us with almost like in an, in an advisory role for almost anything related to intellectual property as it relates to print on demand. You had noted things like... Uh, and I like that you actually know this because it's one that I think gets overlooked a little bit about like you can go to these websites. I won't actually name any, but like sometimes there are websites that will kind of imply that we have the the rights, the licenses to use um, graphic assets, let's say, again, in the context of print on demand, that's common. And potentially like the source of those graphics may not have been legitimately um I don't know, ascertained, right? And so they may be saying, hey, like pay me to use these graphics that aren't mine, right? <laughs> yeah, so that is a major issue. So um, as I mentioned to Ryan, um, I'm also outside general counsel to one of the largest creators and distributors of artwork in North America. And oftentimes when we do send our notices to cease and desist or our DMCA complaints, we get responses back saying that, you know, they don't believe that we are the actual owners of this content uh, or that my client is the actual owner of this content because they purchased it from XYZ and from uh, ABC platform and they have a licensing agreement. And unfortunately, all of that is a massive fraud. It is extremely, extremely important that when you work with a freelancer, just do something as simple as a reverse image search to try to see whether or not that content actually exists elsewhere online. You'll find that you know, oftentimes it could, there could be hundreds of hits for, for that specific piece of artwork. And it's happening more and more. And a lot of times these are, with automation being what it is, these are bot accounts that are open up on these uh, services platforms. They sell this content. And then when you try to report them, that account has already been taken down. So. It's something you really, really need to be careful of because unintentional uh, copyright infringement does not absolve you of liability. You are still liable, even if it's 100% in error, even if you had no idea that what you were doing um, was wrong or that it was owned by somebody else or that you had this agreement, it might reduce what you need to pay, but you are still liable. So you, you need to take steps in order to try to resolve these issues or make sure that um, you know there is ownership um, over that there that the person that you're instructing instructing to assist you actually owns the content um, beforehand. And again, we can also assist you with that if you're uncertain about um, you know about the rights and any uh, material you purchase online. Yeah, that's great, man. So you've really got the whole spectrum covered because it's like if we don't <laughs> work with you and get assistance on you know kind of protecting our butts ahead of time, we end up hiring you anyways for assistance in like recovering our accounts, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, I always say that, you know, prevention is better than cure. So the more we do to protect yourself from the outset, from the start, you know, the less issues that you're going to have down the line. So what might cost you a few hundred dollars to protect yourself with now is could cost you tens of thousands of dollars later on down the line. Now, I'm sure Ryan's probably 
uh, had a number of people who've had the same issues, you know, down the line. Uh, but yeah, the, you know, prevention is better than cure. It's also a much cheaper alternative uh, to try to mitigate issues down uh, early on instead of trying to react to them down the line. Yeah, that's great. And um, I had one last question, I guess, to end on. Like I mentioned off camera, and I had been transparent about this on YouTube, that I had a big brand basically threaten to sue me over really what was the first FBA product that I ever launched back in 2016, 2017. Like, so they basically were like the number one retailer. They weren't on Amazon. They show up on Amazon. And within months, I'm getting a letter mailed to me saying, hey, you know, from like an expensive, well-known law firm, basically trying to like shake me down and say, hey, like disappear, you know? Like, even if they're wrong, they'll still waste so much of my time and money trying to fight them. And I just want to know, like, do you like outside the scope of print on demand? That's normally what we talk about. That's what most people who watch my channel are interested in. But if there's FBA sellers who watch, like, is that something that you'd be able to assist with as well? Yeah, of course. I mean, that's that's again a large part of what we do is we effectively settle all of these claims. Um, I think one of the things that your audience needs to um, understand about a lot of attorneys is that, especially attorneys in this space, um, I won't mention any names, but oftentimes. It, the, the actual attorney themselves is not the person who's actually drafting the documents or drafting the letters. Uh, it's being drafted by junior staff members or people who don't have as much knowledge about intellectual property. So the, it's often riddled with inaccuracies. And what they do is, is they just rely on the fact that you're probably not going to seek assistance um, uh, in, in trying to resolve the matter. So oftentimes people just react, they get scared, they, they settle or they, or they hope that the matter is going to disappear or, or something like that. Honestly speaking, it's not always a train smash. Somebody like us, we can come in, we can assess what happened, we can look at what your rights actually are and whether there is even a legitimate claim over there and then start the process to settle. And they'll often hit you with big sums of money and say, hey, uh, you know, you need to pay us 5,000, you need to pay us 10,000, 15,000, or you could be liable for $30,000 for this type of infringement. And very often you settle for $750, $1,000, sometimes even less than that. Sometimes there's no money at all that's involved. Uh, so yeah, don't be intimidated, get help. Um, there's always somebody available to help you. We're always available to help you. And we can find a reasonable settlement if a settlement is needed at all. That's great, man. And having uh, a contact like you uh, is always great to have in your back pocket. So everybody who watched this video, Please, at a minimum, like I'm going to put uh, Just Tech Brand Protection's links and contact info in the description. But at a minimum, guys, just if you're like me, I have Google Keep. It's like the, you know, iPhone uh, notes equivalent for Android. I just make notes of useful things. And then it, even if I don't need it right now, I have the contact for later on down the line. So I would just mention, guys, like, you know, you made it this far in the video. You know, this is useful stuff. Like I said, if you're a beginner, you may not have needed any of this yet. If you're an intermediate or expert, you've probably, you know, you've been at it for a while. You probably have had times in the past where it would have been nice to know melvin be able to reach out to him hire him for whatever you need help with so i would just mention just write it down just save it wherever you can search and find it later if you end up uh needing, needing his help you know you've you've got a proven track record uh that you've got on upwork and both on your website as well so i i want to thank you for being here melvin i i want to thank you so much ryan thank you so much for the opportunity to be on your channel uh you know we love your content and uh yeah this is really special for us and yeah we just want to once again tell your audience that we're here to help you guys and uh, definitely uh, visit our website, learn more about us. I reply to all emails, all inquiries that come in. I reply to it personally. You're not going to, it's not going to go to my assistant or receptionist or anything like that. Uh, so yeah, feel free to contact me. And um, if you did come from Ryan's channel, just let me know as well. Yeah. Thanks Melvin. Well, I, I appreciate your time. Thanks. Have a good day.
Yeah, thanks so much, Ryan. Take care.